BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Morning everybody and welcome to another Q&A, which this week is recorded on Friday morning because I woke up early and I've got a job lined up at a Dunstable at 8 o'clock and I thought, well let's get it done. See if we can get a jump on the weekend. So if your comment doesn't come through on a Sunday, oh, baby, I'll put a comment on. I'll catch up with you next week. Besides, we've got quite a few still to catch up on, on your responses to starting on the CX. Um, before we go on to that, well done, Molly, for getting through to the next round of Interior Design Masters. For those of you that don't know, the kid's on the TV at the moment. She's on BBC One on 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night with that Alan Carr on that Interior Design show. She's doing all right. We're pleased with good progress, like you know. And um, yeah, her name's Molly Cove. If you fancy watching the other version of me, she's out there doing a the thing. And also, she's got her own website and she's doing a few. Re- I actually did start asking questions. We're doing a thing about. Um, our, so, if you anyway, if you go over, there's another YouTube channel out there. I'll do your link. Um, and you can see, if you can't see me, you can hear me because we didn't get the camera set up right. And hopefully, this week, I'll do another one. You can see me. So, it's out there if you want it. Anyway, that aside. Did one about starting on the CX. And I have gone back and rewatched this video because I forgot to put adverts on it. <laughs> um, and, um, or cards rather. But, yeah, I still, I don't, I know I've got a lot of people going, oh, you're telling everybody to run for nothing. No, no, I wasn't. No, really wasn't. But anyway, not about me, you guys. So, still carrying on with this one. Uh, Gintus Nick says, Pete. He said, with all due respect, you're not doing anyone a favour to this business by giving advice to do the job cheap. It doesn't matter it takes you home. The vehicle still needs fuel and service to run on top of profits. You want to make a living for yourself and be aware of that. Please stop giving such advice and stop running this business for every driver who doesn't do the donkey job. I didn't. (laughs) But, okay. Uh, Jeremy Hawke says, right, I'm going to spell it out clearly. It says, you people are running on the are running a courier business, the clues in the name. Uh, back in the day, we never had the internet, and even now down here in mid-Devon, which is a tough area to be in, so I suppose well done with you for making it down there, Jeremy. Um, we have to depend on our own marketing skills, yeah, due to the lack of demand in the area. 
Why, oh, why do you people start a business that depend on courier companies to map your family's future? Pete is a perfect example. He said, I've followed you for a while, Pete. You've done a fantastic job building a haulage company. Mate, that's very kind of you. I don't know about that, but thank you for saying so. Anyway, I appreciate that. And then someone said, why are you said you've been on the CX for like five years when three years ago you are making market trading videos? I think that was record. And I actually thought, I can't have done this in three years. Because I'm thinking, well, I was probably in Luton for about uh, two years, then in, in the curtain site, then in the seven and a half time for about two years. I've been this way. But you work it out. No, I was in the Luton for about 18 months. And then I was probably in the, the seven and a half time for about a year, or just over a year. And I've only been in this one a couple of months now. So it has been three years. And cool, blimey. What's the three years they've been? <laughs> but yes, thank you. Uh, he said, you have skills and personality. You go out there and gain a highly paid end user business. Yet despite all the talent you have clearly demonstrated, you still choose to run a fleet and line the pockets of other businesses. Uh, you puddle splashing while the owners of other companies are, are running <laughs> the ones that have got the villas in the med. If I was in your position in your area with your fleet, the last thing I'd be doing is running transport companies. Anybody coming into this business in 2022 should ask themselves, do you have the skills to sell my new courier business to local companies? If the answer is no, then the industry is not for you. This industry is a massive chunk of the European and UK commerce. It's a lot bigger than some exchange site. Hope this helps. Jeremy, yes, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I've always said the problem that I've got is the fact that um, I run the one truck that pays for me. And then we were running two trucks, and the other two trucks basically pay the office costs. So they pay for the lorries, and they pay Alan Gemma's wages, which has got us to the position where we are right now, where we've managed to sort everything out and get something in place. And now we've got the third truck running. That makes money into the business. I still... I would like to get to the position where we can get up to a few more, to another truck, another couple of trucks. My, 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 my aim is to get to six lorries. Once we get to six lorries, I won't be driving a lorry full-time anymore. Then I can take half my time doing my own individual marketing. This is probably a bit like putting the cart before the horse, but it's kind of a needs-must situation at the moment. At the moment, I really haven't got the time to go and source. We've got a few end-user customers, but not enough. But I haven't got the time to directly market them. And Al hasn't got the time because he's busy with all the office work. So, But it's coming. It's, it's, you know, I just keep... I've always said, if, if you bang your head against a brick wall for long enough, eventually that, will, that wall will fall down. And that's kind of how I feel. But um, I appreciate your comments. Very kind, probably overly kind, and well done you for making it down here in Devon. Because like you say, not easy area to run out of. Dale Steele. All these guys who commented on your video don't seem to understand the basic principle of business, supply and demand. Now, Dale, also, I think you've got a very good point there. This week has probably been the toughest week I've had for a long time. A couple of days this week, I only had one job. Yesterday, I, I, there was two, two of the lorries couldn't get out. And then I was bidding, bidding, bidding. In the end, I ended up taking a job... Um, picking up in Bistro at 2 o'clock that had to be delivered the next morning, which fortunately I managed to get off on the same day because a guy gave me a heads up. Thanks for that. Um, but, yeah, today's been better. Today there's a load of jobs on there. But, um, yeah, I kind of think everyone says don't quote cheap. So I don't quote cheap. Then I don't get any jobs. And then I panic. And then I think, how, how far are you prepared to hold the line? Is the question. If you say, well, don't quote cheap. Well, say you don't quote cheap in two weeks. You go for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you don't win a job. Then you've got to ask yourself the question, is it the fact that I'm holding the line or is the line I'm holding the wrong line? And I don't know what the line is because I haven't been running in vans for a long time. The only advice I'll give to you is try, I would say, try. 
So I see, work out what your bottom line is. You can't drop past your bottom line. Fluctuate your price and see if you win more jobs. If you don't win more jobs by dropping the price, it's not the price. But I, I'm not telling you guys what to do. I'm only trying to help. But anyway, um, Dale Steele also says, this is also Pedro, completely disagree with the fact that the CX is a backload site. He says, the way I see it, the way I see it works. Customer phone shipper. The shipper can't do the job, so simply outsources the job. Shipper subcontracts to you as a, um, as a backload. If you get the job coming back, you can maybe price a little bit cheaper. You may uh, class it as a backload, but it's not a backload. It's also just an ad hoc job. Also, backloads have open collection times and open delivery times. That's always my point. It's not a backload if you say needs to be collected at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and delivered ASAP. That's a hot shot. 99% uh, of jobs are fixed times. This is fundamentally the opposite of a backload. I hear the PPL say uh, backloads when it isn't. I don't pay £100 a month to bid on backloads. Take care, take money. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a good question. I think we might cover that in a video. Let's put a pen. Pen your bag over here. I have to start this. I'm catching up on my old videos. I've been doing loads because I have a plan. And the plan is... Um, once I can catch up on a load of old videos, I'm going to start trying to do like, because um, it seems to be popular and people think they like it and Tiffy goes on about it, diary of a curry driver. So what I'll do, I think, is I'm just going to take the week. It's going to be fun. Start on Monday, because you think when well, nothing interesting happens, then I'll find myself, I don't know, trying to get the truck off a metal post. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think I'll take the week, and I might just do like a highlights. You'll probably be a week behind, so it'll take me time to edit it and all that kind of stuff. But if it's popular, I'll carry on with it. But I still want to answer everybody's questions. So I've been going mad trying to catch up on all the questions that I haven't answered so they can get out in time for me to do this too. But yeah, I think that's an interesting point, Dale, and um, another video's coming your way. Uh, Florin Tanas says, just started on the CX today. Short wheelbase van, 2.4 metres. Quoted on 20 jobs plus around 65 to 70 pound uh, per mile. Uh, didn't win at least one. A job from Beijing Stoke to Glasgow around 400 miles. Uh, phoned the shipper. He laughed. He, he said, I, I, he phoned the shipper. I told him 300 quid. He said, I'm going to sell it for two. I've had other people. I had another guy ring me today. I've had a couple of people. There's um, Luke. Hello, you Luke. You're right, mate. He's going to write me a little testimonial because he says, I'm out there doing it. I told him to go for it about a month ago because I thought it was in his interest. He's very pleased. I've also had another guy ring me up who was quoting in a curtain side. And he said, I'm quoting around 120 a mile. I said, oh, that sounds perfect to me. I said, I don't really know because I'm not in a van anymore. But he told me what he was quoting. He said, I've done one job in like three days. But he said, you've only just started. You've got the problem with no feedback. You might... Don't scream at me. You might have to go a little bit cheaper just to build your feedback up, but clock your price up as soon as you can. Um, as far as far as you're concerned, if a job is going a massive distance, it doesn't always get the same kind of money. So if it's going 100 miles, you might get your, you, you should get your 65, 70p. I, I imagine on a short wheelbase, I guess that's what they were paying. If it's going a very long distance, sometimes people drop their price because they go, well, look, it's 200 quid. And I, we used to have one driver when we were doing the subcontracting van things, which is a really bad idea. Um, and he used to work one day a week, or two days a week. He would get a job from, and he always would do it as well. He'd get a job from like London to Edinburgh, for which he would get 50p a mile. He was only in a small van. And then he'd keep in a van overnight. And then he seemed to get a job from Edinburgh to London. So it was like, what, 200 quid going there, 200 quid going back. And he would get 400 pounds for the week. And he would do, I don't know what diesel you're doing that, not an awful lot, I imagine, in a short van, probably small van at the time, probably 50 quid. And he goes, that's me done. 
That's how he used to run it. And he used to be very good at it. I don't know how he done it, but he did. But again, that, I never did that. So I, I, I just saw it happen. Carrying on. <coughs> Doozer. It's just the worst time to start in a CX. Even if you lower your price, you don't have much chance to get the job. As the current CX climate pushed many established couriers already to bid low, this time of year it is clearly a backload platform. It's normally tough in January, February, and it normally starts to pick up round about now. So let's hope it carries on picking up. Because like I say, I had a really tough day yesterday. Um, Thursday, rather, because this is going on Sunday, isn't it? Record did say you said you started five years ago. Record, thanks for being right. Yeah, well done, you're right. I didn't, about three. And he also says... Your example of the guy, because I said about, I spoke to a shipper and this guy was bidding crazy money. A guy in a small van bidding £130 for a 20-mile job is very extreme. But much more common situation is caused by um, people bidding way too low. Shippers are looking for drivers that will do the work for peanuts. Example from today, with a short wheelbase from Glasgow, 360 miles south, the delivery 9am the next morning was advertised for 150 quid. That always makes me laugh. Job pays 150 quid, and I'm thinking... No, it don't. It really doesn't. 360 quid really should pay at least 180, probably more. Um, if you have a van that's decent on fuel, you're going to pay around £75 in diesel, around £35 a night at cheap hotels. The delivery is in the morning, leaving the drive with 40 quid. Another example a while ago, I was in Sheffield and a job pinged up from Arbroath, 340 miles, that I quoted around 250 quid. Again, running in a short wheelbase, I ain't going to go lower than 75p a mile. Fair enough, that's about right, I'd say. And after calling the shipper a few minutes later, he told me that he had, he was offers of 130. How on earth can anyone make a living for such money? The thing is, getting jobs out of Scotland is not always easy. Sometimes what happens with a lot of people, what used to happen with me, is I'd get big money going up there, and I'd take anything coming back. I would get in um, a truck, £1,000. Sorry. Um, I'd get, yeah, £1,000 to go up to um, Scotland. And... Then coming back, I might get two hundred quid, two three hundred quid. It wasn't ideal. You don't have to drive to get it, and it wasn't always. It wasn't coming all the way home. I might end up. I might be dropping in Leeds or something, and then still go. But you think, well, okay, across the two days, I've got twelve hundred fifty quid. Take me out, turn out twelve hundred quid, six hundred pound a day. Let's be diesel. It works. But I never like doing it. Um, the problem that you've got also is the fact that yeah, that if if, if the guy is looking for someone. Who's going home? I also know that jobs on a Friday afternoon around here going back to Scotland also sell cheap because there'd be people that will come down, run all around the southeast, you know, they, they, you know, and then go home for the weekend. And they're all looking for a job to take them home. At the end of the day, the job's going to sell what it's going to sell for. From a shipper's point of view, they're going to take the cheapest price. You put in the, I was, you put the price that you're happy doing the job for. And if you don't get the job because someone else has put another, a cheaper price in, that's, that's just the way it is, you know? Um, okay, okay, says. Uh, other funny thing I saw on CX recently were adverts where people, couriers, were posting um, things like this. Don't do jobs for, you know, on a long wheelbase for less than a pound a mile. Let's be honest with ourselves. A pound a mile wasn't good even a year ago when the cost of the diesel was pound thirty. The stakes are outdated and they seem to understand that if you do a job for a pound a mile, sooner or later, you'll end up with a broken van due to wear and tear and no money to repair it. I have two curtain sides, so I, I, I bid prices and get jobs. But I remember the days when I was in a long wheelbase and people were underpricing their efforts, doing 150-mile jobs for less than 150, 150 quid. Mm. Uh, now, we go, now I'm on a curtain side. Just because I was standing my ground with my prices. I have been honest with you, I, I, I 
didn't get probably most of the jobs, but that forced me to figure out how to make money and how to work for free. This is true. There's plenty of work for those that work for nothing. You have got to work out your bottom line. You've got to stick with it. And you, Tony, I used to work for Tony. And Tony would go, he'd say, how much you bid on it? And I'd tell him how much you bid. He went, you're too cheap. There is an argument to be made that you have to bid more money and win less jobs, but the jobs that you do, you make money on. The problem is, how many? How cheap? How dare? You work that one out. It's not for me to tell you what to do. All I do is pass on the other information. You work out your own pricing structure. I worked out my pricing structure. It worked for me. You do it your way. You might want to bid dear and do less jobs. You might want to bid cheap and do more jobs. As long as you're not... As long as you're not bidding too cheap, you're not killing yourself, you'll be okay, but I can't tell you what to do. Um, where was we with this? Standing my ground, da da da. He said, he gave yourself, yeah, to figure out, make money, leaflets, business cards, companies. I've said, how to get, how about going, get your own, get your own end user customers. You can charge them more money, you can rely on them. Um, I have my own clients now. So I have. Basically, the guy's he's, he's held it. He's got his own clients. He's got two curtain signs. He's using the CX to backload platform. It's exactly what it was supposed to be there for, which is the idea being that you know you, you're going to have your own clients around here. But if your customer wants you to drive up to Sheffield, you're not going to have your own clients in Sheffield. So you use you get the good money for your customer taking a job up to Sheffield. Use the CX to come back. That's the best way to do it. But you do you. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just passing on the information. Lee Westcott. Everyone needs to look at the CX as a sideline. Basically saying exactly what OK, OK said. John Fennell. Hello, John. He's our man in Ireland. I haven't spoke to him for a little while. Um, he says, hi, Pete. Been a while. Yeah, you're right. Uh, hope all good with you. Just thought I'd drop you a wee message concerning your latest video. Um, sound advice. He said, um, I'm still not a big fan of the CX, but I think it's best to be on the inside looking out rather than the outside looking in. I was still operating in London twice a week, and I arrived back in Belfast. I'm straight out all day with very little sleep for another client. It's tough, but the financial reward is as good. Oh, he's blew his van in, in October. That's a shame. Uh, but he's doing it another way. He basically, he started up a CX in Belfast, realised the CX wasn't any good, but managed to get himself some end-user customers. So the only time he ever uses the CX is when he comes over to England and he'll check it from time to time. And occasionally, once in a while, and very, very rarely, because the island thing doesn't really work well with the CX, um, there'll be like a package going back, like an envelope. He said, but sometimes I've got like 250 quid to take a box back because it's on a Sunday and it's got to be delivered on a Monday. It just happened to be around the corner from my house. So he doesn't go cheap because he knows the demand, you know, supply for that kind of job is low. But at the same time, it really suits him. So again, everyone does it differently. You do you. Howard Cope. It's like, but just watch your video, and by judging what you said and the other said, I don't think it's for me. I was full of enthusiasm for it, but after seeing other bloggers saying that, that you know, don't start with the price of diesel and the joining fee and the insurances and all that kind of thing, he said, with increases in gas and electricity and income tax and council tax, I can't see I can make enough money out of it. It's sad because I really wanted to do it, but just because there, there, there doesn't seem enough money in it to survive. Howard, I can't tell you what to do, mate. You've got, I mean, I always say if people ever speak to me, if they ever ring me, have you got a family? Have you got responsibilities? How much money have you got behind you? That, how far do you want to work? Everyone says they want to work every hour and they don't. But if you have listened to all of the advice and you have decided on balance that it's not for you, then I think you've made the right decision. You've got to make the right decision for you, and I'm not telling anybody else what to do. All I will say, Howard, is whatever you do, I hope you find something that pays you money, and I hope uh, it makes you happy. Find something to do that you like, 
and then, you know, it's just jolly, isn't it? If you find a job that you love, then you never have to go to work again. I like my job. I don't love it, but I like it. And I consider myself lucky for that. And Tiffy O'Connell says, Pete, if you say... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. A few negative things about CX and the YouTube channel. Do you think they would ban you from the CX? Yes, I think they probably would if I sat there and slagging them off all the time. But I don't. <laughs> I don't sort of, I actually, I mean, for me, it works well. I, all I do is tell the truth. Um, um, they, they could, you know, they, they, like I say, I have no affiliation with them. I just have to pay the fees just like everybody else. My dough comes from um, the Google ads and from the circuit channel. But, um, and in fairness, before when I didn't have any dough, I just did it anyway. But, yeah, I think they probably would, but I don't. And I think they know that I don't. I just, I'm just honest. And, you know, like I say, last week in, in the lorry was very, very tough. Having said that, a tough week in the lorry is still better than a very good week in the Luton, so I ain't crying. That is that for now. Anyway, I'm sure it'll probably carry on, but there you go. Uh, right, I also did one on the thing that I hate the most about being a CX. Now, the thing I hate the most about being a CX is having to ring up and renegotiate waiting time. Once the waiting time is done, I just dread it. It's not the only thing I don't like about the CX. I think the app, I hate the fact that the app is outmoded in the fact that um, if you're looking for a job in a certain area and then you have to say, hang on, I wonder, I wonder a job disappears. Or, I wonder, because sometimes people send it through without ringing. So you go, right, I'm just backtrack, And you have to backtrack about five different levels to see if the job's been sent through, realise it hasn't been sent through, and then go through another five different levels. I think I could make this a lot easier. You know, really, and I wish I had settings that every time I went to check for a job, I could actually go to pre-save settings and it just saved jobs from a seven and a half ton to an 18 ton, rather than every time I have to click the area, click the thing. So I do with small fleet, but but the thing I hate the most is ringing up. And don't get me wrong, the guy on this one was good as gold. He's absolutely fantastic, professional firm, lovely firm. But sometimes you get, oh, what? Oh, who's but you say that? And like, oh, give it a break, mate. Anyway, Steve at SDC Services, oldest trick in the book. Happened to me the other day, uh, one hour on top of 30 minutes free, call them uh, and spoke to the same lass who gave me the job, explaining, she said, I'm not dealing with that job, I'll pass it on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not at his desk right now. Oh, he's just got the lunch. Has he? Well, I'll pass free. He has a late lunch, doesn't he? Um, I said, no, you're the one who gave me the job. You should be able to, to to adjust the price. I don't think we have... And then it's, oh, I don't think we've got that much on the job. Not my problem. It's not my fault if you if you book a job and I'm there for three hours. It's, and we go, well, I haven't got any money, so you can't have any money. No. If you ain't got any money, tell me that now, and I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just leave now with the stuff on board, and then we'll discuss the re-delivery fee. But it's not the way it works, is it? Um, change it. He said, I've done, he said, I've done my end of the job. Now you do yours. Um and I'll fire over the POD. Price change, you've you, you got to stand up for yourself. It's, you have. It, it, it gives them the negotiation, but I still hate it. Um, Codex says, he said, 
I thought that I was the only one. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> uh, I had the same problem with one of the big ones. Uh, one, they didn't agree to the whole amount for waiting time, just half. Two, I got an email from the head office the other day that I need to amend the invoice or do a credit note because the price of the job is the original one, not the amended one after waiting time. What do you do? Normally what you do is you walk, wipe your mouth and walk away. Hopefully it's not too dear and you go, okay, fine, I didn't get that one. Tomorrow's another day. Not right. It's not right, but it's okay. Uh, Mad Maestro, I feel your pain. Have one today at JCB Derby. Don't slag off JCB. Justin will get upset. <laughs> uh, Shipper advised that there's um, another one round the corner. I said, small van job, 30 quid, 22 miles. Look like that in total. Add a fiver for the box around the corner. Uh, add a fiver for the box around the corner. Turned out to be one times job to Burton on Trent and one to Stoke ST10. Both dropped to Utoxter, eight miles apart, one hour's waiting time standard JCB. So basically that job took, was one hour that took about three to four hours with travel home, 50 quid in total. Yeah, beware of ST10, ST14 and MK17. ST10 and ST14 are stunk, JCB. And ST and MK17 is Magna Park, Waitrose and Lewis's. And they don't, you know, you they, they can keep you there. You, they can be very specific about waiting uh, entry times, and they can keep you there for a long time. I'm not saying don't do them. And JCB have got an awful lot better. I'm not saying don't do them. Just when those jobs come in, be aware of the fact you say, right, this is a score, but this is my waiting. Time. Or you ring them up and you go, look, this is JCB, and they go, yeah. They go, okay, fine. It's JCB. I know I'm going to be hanging around there a while. If they don't get me tipped in this time, it's going to cost you this much. They'll say yes or no, and then you give them the heads up ahead of time. And then they can't go, oh, you say, this is my waiting time. I know it's JCB. I know I'm going to be out there for a long time. This is my waiting time. A lot of the time they'll agree to it because they know. They do these jobs all the time. You know, talk to the shipper. Shippers are human people too. And JCB isn't that bad anymore, but just be prepared, you know. Um, Godzilla's. Oh, he also met my show. He said, you said about the get out where you put in. He said, I start at 6.30 in the morning. And he said, I'll drive to 8 o'clock at night. And like that, um, Luke, he's telling me, that guy finishes at two o'clock in the morning. He's just started, he's doing well. He'll start at eight o'clock, he'll start leaving house at eight o'clock. He'll work till two in the morning and he works weekends. He said, but I ain't got family. What else am I going to do? Uh, he's going to do a testimonial for me. So he's going to ping it across on an email. Um, and, but he said, I get a regular job out of Feltham that takes me home. But it's like a, it's a hermit's job and it picks up at 10 o'clock at night. I said, well, I don't mind it. I look forward to it. I have a crack on one of the, um, the people there. Um, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm dropping off. They load my van because we're not allowed to. They unload my van. It's sort of, it's easy. It's easy if you want to work at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. And Sunday you get some more money. Um, but you do you. You do it your way, you know. And you've got to put the hours in. Not a magic wand. No one's going to knock on your door in a million quid. And you get out where you put in. Three things I've always said. Godzilla's. This is 250, oh, the job I did, 250 mile, time delivery in eight of them, handball thrown in, sounds like someone got that job who's daft enough, to, you know, someone to take it. I was daft enough to take it. The thing is, I've done these jobs before, and they've always been fine. The timings have always been fine. I've always got them done in time. I don't know what happened with this one, because I kind of figured, you know, 250 miles, eight drops, well, they must have timed it. They must have worked out it's okay. And I started to do it, I went, who's planned this? 
because whoever's playing this has gone horribly wrong. There's no, if, there's no physical way you could have done that job with the driving hours, with the time, with the fact you can only go 56 miles an hour, with the amount of time it's going to take to handball it in and get it on the envelopes that they said they were going to get it on. That's like, I got that. I could have done it and finished at 8 o'clock at night if drop number 7 had been on, oh, but not finished by like 6. There's no way you could have done it by 6, and it really should have been 9. But there we go. And finally on this one, Van on the Run says, Glad to hear you're hitting your target, Pete. You didn't this week. Um, I'm I'm way off at the moment. The vans are dire at the moment. I'm always trying to get um, them to voluntarily bring up waiting time charges, but some just won't. They just avoid it. It makes me cringe. I hate asking for more when they don't raise it, but it has to be done. The problem is a lot of shippers won't charge their customers more as they're scared of losing work. So they expect the, the, the subby to take the hit and be out of pocket. I know, mate. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's a diesel, diesel theoretic. That's another thing that annoys me, right? So diesel is goes up in price. Crude oil is really expensive, so the price rockets. And then the diesel crude oil comes down and go, yeah, we'll change it in four weeks. Why? You, you, you put it up that day. Why can't you put it down that day? All the time. Maybe get your hand out of my pocket. But guys, I know it's tough. And it is, it's, I just don't, you know, it's getting warmer out there. And I just hope it gets better. And it's always a tough time of year. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. Right, trucks. Um, Levent Moore says, hi there. I uh, hope you're doing well. I am here and I would like to ask, uh, what would be your advice starting on the HX, please? Uh, greatly appreciate it. I would say, Levent, if you want to start on the HX, there's a lot of stuff you've got to go through. You've, you've got to start running trucks, which means operators' licenses, transport managers, somewhere apart. First of all, you want to get an operator's license, then you want to buy a lorry, um, but then you want to buy a truck. Um, oh, sorry, then you want, to, you want to get an operator's license, then you want to buy a truck, and then you want to sign up with CX and get on the HX and then try and get your own customers. That's what I did. Uh, there's plenty of videos going all the way back from it. But if you've got a more specific question, feel free to leave it in the comments. Um, and hopefully we can get back to it. I had a guy, oh, by the way, congratulations to David, who got his operator's license this week. He rang me up to ask about the DigiView Plus thing. Um, but well done, mate, and good luck. Um, um, Manic Con says, Hey Pete, I'm trying to go down the operator owner like yourself. Just trying to figure out how to get a transport manager on the application. Should you get should I get my partner to do the course? Or is there a way to find a qualified person for me? I got my transport manager because he happened to be one of my friends, Daniel, who's a guy that I met at Giuseppe's one morning, had a better better truck than me, better van than me. Now I've got more better vans than me. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong here. <laughs> but um you could do the course. The course is tough. Uh, Steve Campbell, by the way, um, didn't pass his transport manager course. He said, I was unprepared. And um, I think I would prefer to be on the road than stuck indoors. You don't have to. You can do both, Steve. Uh, I was wondering if you could still be a transport manager. Um, hang on. Something about getting tramping, wipe something like that. You do both, Steve. Don't give up. Uh, get more prepared. Go for it again. And then when you get it, you can drive the car, drive the van, and be a transport manager at the same time. Daniel does. Um, as for manic.com, I would say probably the best thing would be to Google it. Transport managers, transport managers in my area. Or if anybody knows, I don't, give me a, if you give me an idea of where you are, 
I'll put it out here again on the Sunday Q&A. Say Manic is looking for a transport manager in the Coventry area, in the Southampton area, in the Newcastle area. And if anyone is listening or knows somebody, maybe they can get in contact that way. If I can put two people together, brilliant. So let me know where you are. And in the meantime, Google it if you haven't found one. You could get your partner to do the course, but it's a long course and it's got a 17% pass rate. One day I think I'm going to have a crack at it, but not right now. I'm kind of busy. Also, Steve Campbell says, it's about the idea of because I haven't got a sleeper bed in the in the van anymore. He says it's a good idea to put a caravan put a caravan behind the lorry. Actually, it's a good idea to get a caravan because that way you can get a showman's operator license, have less rules. I think they can use red diesel. Don't need a speed limiter. Um, and put a drawbar trailer. I'm not sure if any of that is true, Steve. To be honest with you, you can also park on village greens. Uh, oh no, no, that's yeah, no, I don't think so, Steve. Steve, family showman. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Uh, we have a community around the corner from my house as a result of which I tend to lose more diesel than the average man I haven't done that for a little while touch wood but yeah I, yeah no <laughs> sick as we are thanks get the hotel if we ever stay out I nearly stayed out last night miscellaneous here we are we're on the home straight now um, Godzilla's he said the chap on about um, people adding fees on afterwards yeah he said, uh, the Birmingham CAS runs along, the lo- runs along road lines and not postcodes. A B64 postcode, uh, some are in the CAS, some are not. So if a job comes in and it says B6 and doesn't mention it has the tax zone on it, then it's fair to call them after the booking and say that, you know, you, you agreed to like, you know, the, 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 because you thought it did, it did, when you booked the job on it didn't have a zone on. And now I put it in the sat nav and it has got a zone on. Um, only call up when you're when you're sat on a ring road, though, as the job will get cancelled and passed over. If it's in the tax zone, it's mentioned and quoted on without sussing it, though. Um, so basically, I'm thinking what, what happens is if the job comes in, I don't think if it's in, in the... I mean, I've done it before. If it's Birmingham, it's going to get worse. It's going to be Manchester. It's going to be Bath. You ring where it is Bath already. You ring them up and go, look, is it in the zone? I'll do it if it's in the zone. But if it's in the zone, it's going to cost you another 50 quid because it cost me 50 quid to drive past the camera. If they turn around and say, no, it's not in the zone, then you put, oh, I would put it straight in the sat-nav. You put it in the ways, it comes up. There is a zone charge on this. Ring them back. So look, it is in the zone. I've just charged it. Do you want me to go and get it or not? Because if you do, it's going to cost you more money because it cost me 50 quid to drive past the camera. It's just, you know, communication. Um, Steve Campbell said, I thought Watford was in London. I also thought Luton was in London too. No, they're not. Although, bizarrely, I, I, we have London Luton Airport. I did this once. I went to Sorrento and we landed in a long time ago and I landed in Naples. It's an hour and three quarters away. You know, kind of Naples to Sorrento. I thought, how oh, is that a local airport? It's an hour and three quarters away. That's not local. I didn't see. Give me a parachute. Um, right, we had a couple of questions, a couple of points from Jessica Myers on uh, Amazon Hermes. She said, um, she said the warehouse staff are happy because every time I go into like an Amazon, oh, they're always really jolly. He said, but the drivers are definitely not. He said, if you need assistance because you're behind, your wages docked. If you're if you're fast and you get a concession due to being quick and and not being compliant, they stand you down. It's a lose lose with Amazon. I reckon more drivers stand up to say something. Maybe it would get better if you're doing the Amazon, if you're doing the Hermes or the Argos or the Parcel Force. I really would like your comments because we do have another sister channel on the Circuit Channel, which we're trying to develop that could deal with the exactly like mine, but dedicated to that, that deals with the multi-drop, that deals with the issues you have, that can help people. So please, if you've got any comments on that, please send them my way because it would be appreciated. 
uh, Canon Sinclair says, hi Pete. Hope you're all well and keep under strain. Uh, oh, thank you for answering the question. on Q and A. He says, "I've noticed. Uh, obviously, I've noticed each courier service hasn't hasn't delivered their vehicles to help advertise their futures. Uh, you know, for future services. As a CX subcontract requirement, basically, is he saying, do you have to have a plane van? It helps to have a plane van." And as Daniel's pointed out, he said, even if you put your own company and your name on, you don't tend to get any more jobs. What you tend to get is people ringing you up going, this guy cut me up on a roundabout. This guy parked on the corner of my house. You know, the guy, right. I've got I've got pallet waste stuck on the side of mine at the moment. Does anyone know how you paint a curtain? I don't want to replace the curtain. It doesn't need replacing. But it's got pallet waste stuck on the side of it. So what I want to do is I want to paint it out so it's just blue. Can I just get normal paint and paint my curtain? I am very slapdash. I've also learned that how to do the, um, the clicky bits underneath. I've had to replace a few of those. Might do a video about that. Um, yeah, but if anyone knows how to paint a curtain, tell me. Uh, or, and also how you repair them, because I've got a few rips, and I presume I have to get heat guns and glue. But anyone who knows about this, that's what the channel's for. And finally on the miscellaneous is Lauren Cow, who says, um, what do you know about any van? Can they... And can you compare it with CX and City Sprint Cheers? I've never run on any of the other ones. I have tried a couple of them, and I just, you know, like returnloads.net, nothing happened. They charge us 50 quid a month. I think they still are. I, there are other companies out there that do other stuff. There's Shipley and Luke's, as they said. I'm not even touching Shipley at the moment because people are just moving stuff for stupid money. You know, like move a sofa 10 miles down the road for 15 quid. Come on, guys, don't. You know, there is a line. There has to be a line, you know. What your line is, you decide. I don't tell anybody anymore because you'd shout at me. But um, that you, you, you common sense on it, like, you know. Um, but, yeah, there are other career companies, but they don't tend to be. There don't be so many jobs. They don't tend to be live. They don't seem to be so. And the app doesn't seem to work as it does in the CX, which is why we use the CX. And in conclusion this week, Teddy Gass and Christian Gay said, have you had a shave? You've got more on your jumper. Yeah, the wife wasn't pleased. The problem is, I've got this razor thing. Um, never find anything that's back. Don't know why I'm going to look. Uh, got this razor thing. And it's got the, you know, you've got the clicky bit that goes up. So you, if it doesn't break in the bag, you click it up, have a shave, put it back down. So I always do in the lorry, because that way, otherwise, every time I sit at home in the sink, I don't know how, I just get hair everywhere, I'll wash it, come back to me, it's late, the things have just reappeared. Um, and I'll put it on the wrong setting. So, ended up relatively clean-shaven for once. The last time I was ever clean-shaven was the day of my mother's funeral. And that's not for, like, my mum's died, I'm never going to shave again. It's because I look terrible when I'm clean-shaven. I've got, like, loads of chins. So, um... But I thought, if I don't have a proper shave on the day of my mum's funeral, everyone's going to look at me and go, he hasn't liked to do the eulogy, like, you know. And he said, it's in the book, by the way. Shall I go on, mum? It's cracking red. Um, and everyone's going to look at me and go, he hasn't bothered to have a proper shave. So I had a proper shave. Thought, I look like a numpty. Did the, did the, did the eulogy and I've never shaved again. Not properly. Yeah, interesting anecdote for you there. Uh, right, that's all done. Sunday Q&A, like I say, this has been recorded on Friday morning, so if you comment on Monday, Friday or Saturday, it'll click on to next week. I'm going to go and do some, um, I'm going to go and pick up now. That's all right, Pete, that's worked out well, actually. Um, and I'm off to March in Peterborough with some pallets of cabling, which you will see if I end up doing life on the road videos. Interesting videos of me picking up cabling, driving, and having a nightmare. <laughs> Hope you will. 
hope things improve for all of us. So we all take care and take lots of money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.